0: Hi, Sachin. Hey, Dinkar. So, um, how are things? Um, I uh, wanted to mention that uh, ebo.org, our uh, ebo metrics LinkedIn page, and our conversations around uh, ebo metrics is really great getting traction. And uh, the topic of maturity, how an organization goes from Just get us the tool to, I want this metric to, you know, now that we have the metrics, what's the, you know, what do we derive out of it? What's the narrative? To finally realizing that, uh, you know, everything has to be correlated uh, to a business outcome. So this maturity, uh, you know, a lot of people, organizations which are at different levels are pinging us and asking us how to think about it. So I'm I'm happy about uh, the, the uh, as a product manager, I'll also uh, think about the brand or the or the label of Ebo sticking um, and becoming a placeholder um, label for a much larger conversation. That's a good sign. And yeah. uh, people are coming and asking us questions. Obviously, we don't have all the answers every time, but what we have is hearing to so many people and uh, learning from the experience and abstracting and then sharing it back. So it, it's it's going well. Dinkar,
1: the one uh, uh, thought which came to my mind, I am seeing Evo um, LinkedIn account is also posting a lot of things, thanks yeah. to you. And uh, we are seeing that people are talking about it. My immediate reaction to that was today, if you think about enterprise software, enterprise uh, systems. The biggest problem we used to struggle earlier is a lot of projects didn't used to go to completion because of variety of problems, whether it is uh, people are lacking certain clarity or tooling was not mature or even in that sense, the requirements were very emergent. But in the last five to seven years, I am seeing that there is a maturity in how solutions needs to be built compared to 12 years ago, 12 to 15 years ago, when I used to code the web application itself was not standardized. Today, if you think about a web application, it's a standardized thing. There are certain things you name, certain regularly used applications, and now you don't need to think how the experience will be. Example is Amazon go to any e-commerce, it will be similar to Amazon. The feature set will be very standard. Go to travel booking site, the feature set will be standard. But at that time, Trip or Expedia or uh, Orbitz, these will be having a different take on how people should book flights or how they should book uh, vacations. In the same way, if you think about any other uh, net banking, like how people should do digital banking, now, there are maturity scales available into like digital banking. Can, can you withdraw money? Can you transfer money? Can you check the balance on your mobile? That is how the maturity score is defined, by the way. These functions. So each function has a corresponding maturity score. So today, the problem is not how the software will be built because the standardization, also the frameworks are mature. Example, today, nobody struggles for a messaging system. Today, nobody struggles for deploying it into cloud for a million users. They do, but good teams don't struggle. There is a known path to all of this. What people are realizing is when these all unknown technical problems are becoming now known, known, Okay, It needs to be solved, but it is known, known. Earlier, it was unknown, unknown. Then people realized how it should be done, but they did not know how technology, so known unknown. And today we are moving all the technology aspects for mundane applications into known known category. Unless you are trying to go out and create some innovative thing, which did not exist. Example would be is augmented reality. That is not yet standardized. People are still trying to form their opinion how the interface should be. So it is five years away from today's maturity scale.
0: And uh, certain just on that note, uh, the most common f- uh, comment that I saw after Apple's uh, demo was, oh, they are going to standardize things. They're going to say out, oh, this is what design exactly. is. Exactly. They are going to say, exactly is how the flow will look like. So everyone was not excited as expected about Apple coming up with something, right. but about how they are establishing an ecosystem, establishing what good looks like throughout. Exactly. And that's what my point is. If a lot of these things
1: become known-known, then the focus goes on. It's it's, what am I getting out of it? Mm. So today, more than ever, 20 years ago as well, yes, businesses always cared about value. Businesses always cared about revenue, success, profitability, all those attributes. Nothing changed for the last 100 years there. But systems, which they yeah. are building for next generation experience, those are business applications, which are internal facing or outward facing. Those applications were still into unknown, unknown category. And when that happens, people did not care too much about how do I measure. Now it is very critical. So Evo Con, oh sorry metrics is extremely relevant today in, in the context of how you should look at your value how should you decide priorities? How should you measure your teams? So these tools are not yet exactly mature. That landscape is still evolving, but now this uh, landscape has a foundation which took fifteen years to build. Right. so i'm I'm super excited that EBO uh, Ebo metrics and Ebo related all these thought leadership which is actually coming out and people are talking about it. It is, Not because of they are just attracted to it as a new thing, but this was old, but now it is possible. It is in the, it is, there is a path for making it real. So, and I think I'm losing that in the excitement in that news, but I know that you are cooking something up in the ebo world. So
0: what's coming our way? uh, I was thinking of editing out all the mentions of ebocon, but that's it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? Um, so, uh, Sachin, what I noticed was that uh, when we are going um, and talking to various organizations, uh, I, most of the time, and you and bunch of ugly, we uh, end up talking to another technologist. Maybe that person is post-technical. They have now become you know, head of engineering, and head of this, and head of that, but they're post-technical. It it It's we talking to each other. Uh, right? And one of the struggles is uh, that we have defined uh, excellence um, in engineering. We have defined excellence in deployment. We have excellence in, you know, business, but that arrow that we have in our EBO diagram, right? That correlation that this is my engineering excellence, and this is how it correlates to business outcome. And if this correlation is working out, if there is a correlation we are successful right All our hard work struggles in improving our uh, you know effectiveness and achieving high scales of uh, excellence is bring bearing uh, business uh, fruit right So what usually happens is uh, you know the product managers or someone will represent the business they'll tell what the metrics and this is the kind of workshop I've done. Bunch of times uh, uh, with organizations where I sit with a product manager and say, okay, what are the metrics they're uh, figuring out? Uh, OKRs are very common, but I, I have maybe some other day we'll talk about how OKRs are kind of good for a direction, but they're kind of narrowing the scope of uh, thought. Uh, they're, they're narrowing how broad a product manager should be thinking. They're kind of converting a product manager into just you know, that part which deals with the development part and kind of makes only that part, uh, you know, uh, brings a lot of focus to that part. However, having said that, uh, right? So uh, the whole discussion becomes that, okay, this is how the business will uh, uh, measure the outcome. And this exercise, interestingly, is non-trivial. Right. Because suddenly we say that, okay, these are the metrics for your product as a product manager, you have decided, but have you thought about someone who's going to start using your product, um, the operations people, the end customer, how will you measure their success? How will you measure, you know, all the operational costs? How will you recover? bunch of these questions when you start asking. Turns out that uh, this this, uh, correlation needs a lot of work. And what I realized was that I have been attending a lot of um, conferences around agile, uh, around value, around software development, around product management, right? A lot of these conversations is, again, us talking to each other and saying that, hey, this is what business wants. This is what uh, business wants to hear. So I thought maybe it's high time that uh, folks like us sit uh, in the audience seat and listen. And let's invite some business heads, let's invite some people who um, are signing these checks, who are kickstarting these initiatives, and ask them that when you kickstart a transformation, when you kickstart building up a whole new product ecosystem, when you kickstart building off a whole new revenue stream, how is it you are measuring these outcomes? So you can report it either to the board um, or you can report it to, uh, you know, um, founders or these kind of uh, personnel, right? So what we're trying to do with EvoCon is um, kind of uh, bring all the business leaders uh, who will um, share their opinion with all the IT leaders on how they uh, see and measure the success of an IT initiative what they would like to see happen what how they prioritize things and uh, let's see how that goes that, that's the uh, that's the whole basis for the ebook on. I think most probably it'll end up to be a virtual meet um, you know um, as a as a product manager, I don't want to spend with too much I don't want to start with too much of spend uh, maybe do some iterations virtually which make which you know all said and done reduces the cost but also, increases the possibility of people attending. I'm trying to reach out to some folks who are not in uh, India time zone or India time zone friendly. So m- maybe they'll record uh, their talk or maybe it's convenient for them to get up early or stay late and talk virtually. I mean, have virtual uh, <clears throat> conferences really increase the uh, you know possibility of uh, people who can come and participate. Um, The plan is somewhere around uh, July, but uh, it will depend a lot on uh, availability of uh, folks. And um, what I'm also trying to do is see some interesting uh, um, ways of encouraging networking uh, in this conference. So let's see.
1: Absolutely.
0: And I think
1: uh, this is a great step to spread the awareness. And uh, I'm so glad that you are, and even we were talking when we were thinking about all these metrics and we came up with uh, initial draft and uh, even evolving the philosophy of it. We never thought we should create um, create a structure around it which is extremely rigid. We wanted people to think in terms of real problem what they face and real solutions, what they should seek in a framework which is philosophical. Right. And um, as this evolves, I think the structure will emerge in some shape or form which people will be able to adhere. But these type of events are extremely good because these bring all this philosophy into the realm of real people talking about real problems and how they are facing it today. So it becomes very important for the rest of the audience to come and look at these ebook on hear from people who are not talking in Nico Chamber,
0: exactly
1: in in the wild. And then when they are talking about all of this, they can make their own opinions about this and influence the direction of this community further. So I am extremely excited. This is the right step to do. And I'm very happy to be part of all of this.
0: Yeah. So Dinkar. Yeah. yes. Yeah, so, uh, So, Sartan, sorry, I'll take a second. Um, So when you were talking about, hey, we were thinking of the, uh, you know, uh, not making it too rigid, thinking of the uh, framework, I want to uh, share with the people who are listening, uh, one of those early days dilemma that we had was, what should we go and uh, talk about first, the framework or the tool? And uh, the way we uh, went about uh, resolving it at that time was let's say we go and talk about the framework, uh, right? Then the biggest problem um, in making things real, in adopting something and, uh, you know, making it tangible, making it really beneficial and not be yet another, you know, um, framework is uh, how people can quickly adopt it. And uh, then we decided that, okay, uh, before we talk about the framework, maybe we should uh, lead with a tool. And when we thought of uh, leading with the tool, uh, you know, we looked at uh, various, um, you know, already existing tools. People can use Hygieia, there is Tableau, there's so many options, right? Then we realized was that um, all of these open up so many possibilities. They offer so much, um, the real fear of distraction, uh, it really bothered us. We already have talked about when it comes to metric. It you know it can go very crazy. Everyone comes in. Hey, can you measure this? Just one more. I think this will reflect my team best. I think this will reflect how our team is stuck on that team, and then suddenly you know the deluge of metrics happens. So we wanted to lead with an opinion on um, how even the dashboard should look like. What are those metrics? And before you think of those metrics, how are you thinking about the success criteria, You know the failure thresholds, how are you thinking of remediation? And I think that's where ThoughtWorks Polaris came into Correct. being. And we decided that we will lead with a tool. And uh, once we have something tangible in front of people, which they are using, then we'll start introducing the framework.
1: And that was the right thing to do, Dinkar. Even after 18 months of doing Polaris, I still believe... Tools shouldn't have uh, fed how we should think about ego metrics. Right, and even if I have to do it one more time, I think I will put philosophy before the tools, because tools are nothing but means to an end. They will evolve. Tomorrow we may come up with a polaris approach which will be entirely different than polaris 1.0, because let's say market conditions change or the technology stack change. So. And we are seeing EBO does not need only tool. It also requires a lot of other aspects which completely are non-related to a tool. And we have talked about this on these podcast. One was intent, how you are actually thinking about it. And that requires your organizational mindset to change. It requires your team to behave in a certain way. That's a cultural change. And it also requires certain organizational boundaries we talked about difficulties in getting access to this data, whereas it should be completely easy to flow around the team if it is relevant to them. If they are making an impact on some metrics, which somebody else is monitoring, it should be available throughout the organization. And these changes are not related to any tool. Tableau will face the same, Uh, Azure DevOps dashboards will face the same, and Hygia will face the same. Polaris is facing that too. But what I'm alluding to, is these events, what you talked about are also great in spreading awareness which goes beyond just truth, right. which goes beyond uh, thinking about hey, I need to put these five metrics and I will solve all my problems. those type of quick wins which everybody is used to thinking. and I am not even talking about it, but Dinkar, Gen AI, all the tooling, yes. all the uh, more software getting built, if all these things are not put in perspective, i am sure some enterprises are going to struggle massively on the front of what should be done what are the priorities how they should exploit this additional uh, capacity which is available within their organization so this is a great move it's a timely move and i believe people will be uh, people should participate more into this i would like to hear from people on a neutral forum rather than a business conversation setting right. right. so i am super excited about this
0: Yes, uh, you're right. And that's why I think, uh, you know, tools and tooling are not part of ebook on. It's all about, uh, you know, uh, what business is uh, thinking about yeah. all the things that you talked about, right? I just want to clarify one thing. Um, uh, what uh, Sachin referred to was us thinking framework led but what I was talking about us going to market to lead. So, you know, just in case- Yeah, uh, that differentiation. Was confusing for uh, someone, yeah. So I'm very excited about ebookon and, uh, you know, we'll start sharing more things about it. Uh, got some very interesting um, uh, folks uh, lined up. And I'm also anticipating some very interesting uh, audience summations. Uh, because we have some very interesting people in the audience also, right? So th- this is going to be very interesting. If I, if it, uh, if it pans out the way I'm imagining, right? We we would have, uh, you know, uh, the the speakers and panelists would be business executives, and their audience would be actually tech executives. So so let, let's see how those conversations go. And for people like us, and you know all all product managers developers qas and all that uh, w- watching this dynamics would be very interesting uh, let's see how that goes thanks uh, sachin and i'll see you next time absolutely super excited uh, and uh,
1: let's keep coming all those ebook on uh, announcements onto uh, the linkedin yeah. before i drop if you would have edited all ebook on, it would have looked like I'm swearing in the context of (laughs) (laughs) ebook. So so my uh, request is all my slip-ups of ebook on in early conversation, do not edit or blip them out. Otherwise, it will feel like I'm swearing on. (laughs)
0: We'll we'll see Watch the video when it releases or on your Apple podcast. Now there's a suspense for you. Absolutely. Take care, Sachin.
1: Bye-bye.